Hey, welcome, new listener. You've decided for some reason to start an actual play podcast in the middle. First of all, let us commend you for your choice in podcasts and only mildly make fun of you for your choice in chronology. But this is actually a pretty decent place to jump on. We are going to be organizing our podcasts in seasons based around the individual character arcs. So at each one of those kind of uh, signposts where we start to go into the personal journey of one of the characters, which you just happen to be forcefully, magically dragging along the other characters along the way, it'll be a new opportunity for, for new listeners to jump in. We'll do kind of one of these really quick, uber-fast recaps. The different arcs are going to have different story beats, different genre influences, and a lot of different things. The first thing you need to know is the Pentagoons, the cast of five randos who met up at a fantasy truck stop, tried to save some lumberjacks, and uh, unfortunately ended up magically bound together when their ranger blew up a crystal in their face. Pentagoons, introduce yourselves, and in three lines or less, give us the thesis statement for your character. Oh, yeah, this is uh, Harlan. I play Todd the Tiefling, a.k.a. T to the O, double D. I, I didn't say your intro, first of all. You're getting the whole thing. And number two, like the microphone is here. When you talk over here, it sounds way different. This kind of encompasses who Todd is. Okay. He's the Todd. He's the guy right. who gives his own intros. All right. Well, then go, <laughs> go ahead and give the intro, but I was really just stopping you to make fun of you for not talking into the mic again. Yeah, I was looking. <laughs> Put your notes behind the mic, maybe? Yeah, it's hard. They sit on my keyboard. That's fine. Let's, let's, let's start over. Todd. I am Harland. I play Todd. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's staying in, you prick. Uh, AKA your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter, AKA the Todd father, AKA BTE is staying big Todd energy. You guys know it. And in uh, three sentences, I bring the funk to the party. I am who let the dogs out. I am just that guy. And they, they follow around me. I'm like the sun, and they kind of like orbit around me, Todd and the Toddettes. Yeah. You are full of hot gas, that's for sure. I got him. <laughs> Todd is a swashbuckling man-child rogue. Oh, that's what he meant? Okay. That... <laughs> You wanted, you wanted that actual thing? I thought you wanted like like no yeah well yeah maybe mentioned your class and level that's cool that's cool I thought I thought you wanted like the essence of who Todd is <laughs> oh you gave us the essence that is pure well fucking refined besides that I am a squash buckling rogue did you say squash buckling I I might have he did <laughs> moving on but I meant squash buckling they knew they knew buckle no squash it he's a squash buckler <laughs> this is all staying in he squashed a buckler too it can stay in I don't care next up <laughs> uh, next up we have Andrew I play Moyle Mossberg are we doing intros there's so much that came out of <laughs> I'm confused the request was a three-line or less thesis statement of your character. And raging egomaniac, I think, is mission accomplished, Todd. <laughs> Moyle Mossberg, then, he was a drug enthusiast as a dragonborn, and then is no longer as a warforged. Not by choice, but because they're no longer effective. Moyle is a trickster cleric, formerly of the cult of Rolishaz. In his arc, uh, and we'll get into the MacGuffins that the guys are all going after in a second, Moyle's deity invested himself in an artifact, which Moyle now carries uh, inside of him, making Moyle basically his own god. Uh, next up. Uh, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin Thaneros, 
the Wood Elf Horizon Walker Ranger, who likes to travel to the Ethereal Plane, and he is a perfectionist and thinks he knows better than everyone else, and also does not like many people. He is very snarky and uh, obnoxious. Yeah, despite the long walks on interdimensional beaches that he likes to take in the Ethereal Plane, Eldrin <laughs> is not really there to back up his teammates. No. Um, he's there to point out where they've gone wrong and has been known to shoot a baby at a moment's notice. Next up. This is Jazz, and I play Fate, the elf wizard who has uh, just recently graduated wizard college and is now out on a work study to uh, advance his education and also start trying to pay back his student loans, which is struggling with because he's broke because he's stuck with these idiots. And may have sold his mom's soul. Up, up next. I thought you were going to say more. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know how you follow that up. But, oh yeah, by the way, might have damned my mom to hell. <laughs> Baba. Uh, yeah, I'm Anthony. I play Baba Tunde Agu, who uh, is a Path of the Ancestral Guardian, Barbarian, and Rogue. Recently, on his most uh, recent level, he's trying to get back to his home to prove that he is worthy of being uh, the chief of his uh, tribe and actually more so to figure out what happened to his tribe because he's been told um, there's been some things going on. He's the lineman of, of the group in the sense that if you really study the game, you know that the touchdowns are all because of him. Not the guy passing the ball. <laughs> if you've ever been the designated driver and a group of rampaging drunk people... <laughs> Or been the guy that doesn't drop to make sure that everybody stays out of traffic. You know what the last couple of months of Baba's life has been like as the chaos has swirled around him and he has had to stoically not kill these people. And we are actually on Baba's arc. You know, Baba, when his spiritual guardian powers came into maturity, the ancestors which uh, came to defend him were actually his sister, Tanage, so named because I misread a fucking typo of teenage sister and thought it was his sister, Tanage. But still, one of my favorite names in the podcast so far, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it works really fucking well. It's like he's getting real ethnic over here with this one. <laughs> 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 it was so funny because it took me so long to figure out why he was like, man, he just gave her a name. That's kind of crazy. He kind of goes. I went, okay, cool. And it was a typo, but it worked. <laughs> While the guys were trying to earn some coins, saving some lumberjacks, they destroyed a mystical artifact, which has linked them together. You know, originally they could only be two miles apart before reality would fold inward and pull them back together. That distance is shrinking over time, having each time they gain powers through their links to their individual pentahedron abilities. Recently, they had an unfortunate turn where the rate of that shrinkage got heightened like a dragonborn in a hot tub. So they are stuck together. They're traveling around in a magical window major trying to find this element uh, for each of them that will help stabilize this condition that they're under and give them an opportunity to be cured by Ognum the Sage, probably the most consistent reoccurring NPC in the entire uh, series, and which means I actually can remember his voice as opposed to voicing him four different ways when the random NPC shows up nine months apart. But uh, as they've been traveling around, Moyle got his shard early on, reunited with his father during Dragonborn Mardi Gras, <laughs> and also died. Uh, that's when we, we talked about the death rules for the campaign. There is no raise dead. If the guys die, they uh, have to perform a ritual. They have to RP through a little bit of a scene. Then we will do a difficulty class role based on the effectiveness of their role play. Uh, the base number uh, started off really easy. The first one's free, but it goes up. Uh, it gets significantly harder each time. 
Should the guys ever be in a situation where one of them dies and they aren't able to make that role, then we'll see what happens. But the podcast will take a completely left turn into some weirdness. But for right now, they've had at least one-fifth of the success that they need to and are now headed to Sama. Our world is based a little bit off of a alternate Earth with a giant glowing crystal in the middle of the ocean where the gods live in the physical material plane. That's the God Spire. It is a giant uh, faith engine which allows people's beliefs to alter reality and empowers the deities that sit upon it. Deities like Tritherion, the god of lawyers, formerly the god of justice, who has taken a little bit of umbrage with the PC's actions since they're linked to these weird crystals now give them a little bit of free reign to alter reality and make them a little bit of immune to the effects of the God Spires. Tritherion showed up at the end of Moyle's Ark, sped up the guy's timeline for being squished together. They're now down to only being 500 feet apart, which means it's more critical than ever that they, they go out and they get these individual stabilizing agents so they can rebalance their existence or they get squished into a giant goo monster. Uh, that's kind of where you're picking up up, that's what you really need to know. Five guys that are a rowdy group of, of misfits that may or may not like each other, may or may not be there for each other, but are forced together magically uh, and their adventures along the way. So guys, is there anything that you think a new listener would need to know about the world? You can't trust babies all the time. <laughs> in, in real world, babies are usually pretty cool, you, but here you can't trust babies or old ladies. You can't trust anybody. You just don't trust anyone in this world. We actually should have trusted the old lady. Should have trusted the fate. <laughs> <laughs> or guys wearing Mr. Rogers sweater. How many people can be menacing in a Mr. Rogers sweater? The guys did have to fight Mr. Rogers in the Feywild. If you ever hear us refer to fate licking things, it's because he licked a magical window. <laughs> <laughs> well, Moyle has a lot more skills, although not significant than one might expect. Like... Stacking cups. That's true. Moyle is the undisputed swamp stacking champion. That was a that was a, something that Andrew wrote about and kind of threw off as a one-off line in the character bios that we put into our Patreon. And sure enough, brought that back to be a challenge in his arc uh, on down the road. Uh, occasionally, you will run into a random tornado of fucking uh, flamingos. So yeah, that's kind of weird. That's some weird shit. That shit was weird. <laughs> Indeed it was. Also, Chodecopter isn't dead, or is he? We don't know. Dreekin brought that up in the Discord, and I, I did, it's one of those, like, I want to respond to that, but I can't, because that's three episodes away from now. I'm not allowed to respond to these things. There are three sets of eyeballs on that post. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking so, so terrible at keeping spoilers in. Uh, there are times when I just want to respond to it with a, or is he? Dun, dun, dun. But I don't want to fuck that up, so. Uh, the most important thing that I think anybody should know coming into this is that Fate did not lick that window. He licked his finger, he scraped the window, he licked his finger again. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> if you put your finger in poop and then you lick poop, did you lick the poop? You mean lick finger, then lick poop. Lick finger, yeah, lick finger. Did you lick did you lick poop? Transitive property, yes, you did. You lick poop. You lick poop. No, no, I licked my finger. With poop on it. Oh, okay. With you lick poop. <laughs> Anyone's gonna say you look you you lick poop. Yeah. yeah. But no no no. That means I licked candy, not the window. Mm, but what is the window? Candy. That's why I'm saying I made But you licked the window. <laughs> See, he clearly failed logic problems. You're on a good show. <laughs> the thing that they should know is I don't know how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly knows that rogues have more fun. No, that despite our whimsy, there's there's good storytelling here and uh you know, just keep with it and spooky Leo. 
Yes. Spooky Leo is 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 all you need to know. Fan favorite Spooky Leo returns. A weird NPC that most of our patrons wanted to weirdly fuck. So um, <laughs> that is true. It's the lightning, uh, and it had it had absolutely nothing to do with me bringing it back. Uh, so uh, uh, you want him, you got him, guys. <laughs> we heard you. <laughs> That's right. So in the order that we introduce ourselves, then we go from least experienced player to most experienced player. Um, so Harlan has this is his first time ever really playing D anD. Andrew a little bit more, Jamie a little bit more, up to experienced players in jazz and Anthony. I've been exposed to D&D and involved with it since as long as I could read, going all the way back to reading Dragon Cartoons and, and the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon on Saturday morning. Um, we are absolutely not family-friendly content due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, violence, gore, and more than a few ball references and unconscious dick joke. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, is you know we are somewhat of a, a politically satirical podcast, and you will see elements of that brought in as well. We do do things differently. And if you were to do do and then stick your finger in it and lick your finger, you will definitely have like do do. Let the record show. So <laughs> we we poop cubes here. We poop cubes. Did you say unconsciously dick jokes? Yeah, unconscious dick jokes. So the four skeins was unconscious. No, that was fucking very conscious. <laughs> I put a lot of work into that. And you guys fucking totally whiffed on the four skeins, the four assassins that killed Moyle Mossberg. Yeah, the four skeins defeated the Moyle. I will tell you, not only did the four skeins defeat Moyle Mossberg, they defeated any attempt I will ever make at subtlety at cock humor in this podcast. Because <laughs> you motherfuckers did not get it, which is why one of them was named Tippy the Just. <laughs> uh, and the other one was Glans Majora and the Tainted. Um, and I forget what the fourth one was named. Shahaft. Shahaft. Shahaft, yeah. The names brought it all together, though. It was great. That's right. Yeah, it was from, from tip to <laughs> tip to Grundle. Uh, there is also a monster named the Grundle roaming around somewhere in the wilderness. And we started the podcast off by killing the Gooch. So now that the tone has been set for the deep, rich history of our fantasy world, um, we will leave you on that note. Uh, if you want to get a ton more lore content and bonus content, you can check us out at patreon.com forward slash GMD. And by all means, we hope you enjoy the show. Peace.